So I just want to make this little note. Later in this episode, I'm going to talk about how cool Arnold looks in a leather jacket. And I just want to make a clear delineation between leather jacket, which ends at the waist, and leather duster, which is a long coat, like Trinity or Neo in The Matrix or Wesley Snipes in Blade. All of them wear leather pants and leather dusters and look very cool, but I think it's harder to look cool in a leather jacket, so I'm making a very specific delineation between the two, and also I definitely forgot about all three of those people when I was gushing about Arnold, and now I'm justifying it after the fact. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am the birthday boy, Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers, and with me, as always is a man who has always said that there's no fate but what we make for ourselves, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Elena. Yes, I'm always that deep. <laughs> uh, and we are uh, celebrating the 30th anniversary of one of my childhood favorites, uh, Terminator 2, which, yes, did come out in 1992. We are aware. We changed the rules. Check, check, the, check the history. This is all okay now. Yeah. Uh, for, for a movie that... Uh, we were talking about this a little bit off air is I think like a pretty hard delineation point between it's the nineties now, baby, which yeah, is, this is, uh, <laughs> this is a nineties movie. Yes. I, I, and like, I think like a real hard line of between the, between the eras. Uh, but still, I think it will be a lot of fun to talk about uh, and, and, and Marvel at, at some of, uh, but all that said, we watched Terminator two judgment day. And you know what that means? We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your sequel that's better than the original. Something's gonna be your sequel that's better than the original. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega power, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. So I always have felt that way. But uh, I have heard a lot of people talking lately that the that's not that may not be true. And I'm not sure. I haven't revisited Terminator in a long time. But I having either. watched having but- watched this now, I can see why people might feel that way. Because there's a, I like this movie. I still like this movie. I loved this movie when I was 10 and 12. You did. What year? And how old were you when you were Terminator for Halloween? Fourth, it was fourth grade. And you, you bought the like officially licensed like. Uh-huh. Pres- ru- uh, plastic. 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 I was going to say like silicone or rubber. No, it's, uh, it was plastic. <laughs> oh, it was? was it oh, yeah, makeup? it was. No, it was plastic. And then it had like a putty for the for the like the the border. But it was uh, like okay. a Phantom of the Opera mask, like plastic. Oh, okay. Plastic. Yeah. Uh, the the official license half face. So you like it was very mm. much a Phantom of the Opera mask, which you you put on. Uh, well, uh, okay, I actually just saw Phantom of the Opera for the first time, and I was texting you a lot about this. All of the iconography for the Phantom mask is like forehead, both eyes, and down both cheeks with just the mouth exposed. But the Phantom mask he actually wears is half is of the face. is the left half or right half. I don't remember which half, but it's just a half of the face. Yeah, my instinct is to put my right hand over my face, so that is what I think, but I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so it was this like plastic, uh, mask with a rubber band. And then you had this, it came with this putty and you would like cover the seam where it connected to your face, which for most children would probably be great. But when you're a little sweaty boy, 
It yeah, doesn't, I was say, it doesn't. That scar wax probably did nothing for you. Not did not work well, and the rubber band kept snapping, and so I kept like tying it, making it tighter and tighter and tighter until it was just like smooshed into my face to the point where it was like painful. And then the last time it broke, I was like, "Well, I'm just the Terminator without the the mask now." Was, <laughs> was like, it I still- was like it broke while we were trick or treating? Y- yes, yeah. You weren't with me. I was just with my friends. I'm pretty sure. In fourth grade. Yeah. Well, so. I'm. I feel oh, like I guess I would have been like preschool then. Right. So yeah, you would have been yeah before kindergarten. So Probably I think my I, witch year. Yeah. So it could very well have been or like we had a neighborhood that kids free roam trick or treated pretty pretty young, and I think I would have been about ten. I'm not sure how old you are in fourth grade. You're plus six. Okay. So ten. Okay. So right around there, um, either about to be ten or about to be eleven. Either way probably old enough to do it but i my memory is returning to the house multiple times to try to fix it and my friends being like dude you are seriously cutting into our candy consumption or candy acquisition time being like yeah okay so then i was just kid with slick back hair carrying a gun in a leather jacket which is like i guess basically i should have had some sunglasses sunglasses would have yeah. sold it yeah would have been there but uh yeah i i uh just kept breaking and breaking it looked awesome in the original one picture of it that exists like it looks oh, yeah. very very cool uh, unfortunately our parents just moved. So that picture is probably quite difficult to track down. So maybe one day I'll post a picture of it, but don't, don't expect it anytime soon. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where the Halloweens were. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it'll be easy to uh, obtain in the short term, but eventually I will post that picture. But yeah, I, I loved this movie when I was a kid, watched it obsessively. And in hindsight, like watching it back, like it's pretty fine for a kid. Like the, I mean, the, this movie has some blood, but really no gore. Yeah. It's mostly so. just a very violent movie. Like, it's not gory, yeah. but it is a, just a very baseline violent movie. Oh, it's extremely violent. Yeah. Uh, every second of this movie is violent. And actually, upon rewatching it, plus the, the other factor is, as a 10-year-old, the main character of this movie is a 10-year-old, which works great if you're 10. Like, that yeah. makes movies amazing. It is like, very just... weird that, that, that uh, uh, James Cameron made that choice. Yes. Knowing yeah, who does... he is as, like, a director. <laughs> It's very it, weird that he was like, what if I wrote a 10-year-old to carry the weight of my movie? It does feel like a studio note, but it like I have found no evidence for that being the case. Mm-mm. Honestly, like I, I, Edward Furlong is a very competent young actor. We don't say that a lot on the show. Yeah. His arc is the worst part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the thing of it is, is like the character he's being asked to play is a shitty kid. Like mm-hmm. John Connor is a little shit. <laughs> that yeah. is the how you describe him. So he's doing a great job, but the character is annoying. <laughs> exactly. You know? I, I think he's he's doing great. I just that this character didn't need to be doing everything he was doing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the the hacking part is like just comical. <laughs> the the two hacking sequences. I'm just like, what is this? This is too much computer magic, Jim. So you like, would calm th- down. Well, it's when they. I forget that they bring it back later, and I was like. Isn't he a Terminator? Like, right. Isn't he a very strong metal man? <laughs> he, he's also a computer. You'd think he could just like plug his thumb into the thing and go like, he's R2-D2? Yes, he's a computer. Well, that's the plot in the third one, which I watched for the first time last night. Because this movie ends and I was like, oh, this is a very like neatly wrapped up story. How yeah. how are there four sequels after this? Like, <laughs> yeah. it seems like they did it. Money, so was, baby. <laughs> but money, obviously that. But like story wise, I was like, how did they explain this? So I was yeah. like, I was like, hang on. T three is on 
Netflix as well. Last way to, last day to watch this is February twenty eighth. So <laughs> Russian <laughs> watch it. now. Get on it. Um, and uh, the answer is they don't explain it. <laughs> no, no. He's like, I thought we stopped this, and he's like, you delayed it. Judgment Day is inevitable, and I was like, okay, but like, <laughs> how? <laughs> so I. I agree with you. That's nonsense. But I, it does feel accurate, right? The idea like, oh, Judgment Day has to ha- is just going to happen. Like, I, it does make sense. It is going to happen. I'm aware yeah. of that. But, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, the story needs to explain <laughs> of how. Of course. I have no... Because the whole, the whole crux no of this quibble. movie is that like, in the first one, something from the future was sent to the past. And now we in the past have future technology and we're sort of retro... <laughs> I, I knew the word, and as soon as you said retro, it fell out of my Retrofitting. It's, it's uh, not retro. Reverse engineering. Reverse engineering. There it is. And we are now reverse engineering this, like, 30... It's like 30, because it's 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 2029 in the, in the sequence that the movie starts with. So at this point, it's, like, 40 years away. Yeah. So we basically, uh, jumpstart 40-year technology is the crux of, like, how Skynet was mm-hmm. able to happen so fast. We'll get into paradoxes, I'm sure. And... They destroy all the future stuff at the end of this movie. And I was like, so they didn't have Right. They didn't have that 40 year jump. So how did right. Judgment Day happen so fast? So I always thought that the explanation they used in Terminator 3, which is a movie I saw in theaters, by the way. <laughs> Guess who was there opening weekend? This guy. The explanation I always heard was or I always remembered rather not what I heard because it may or may not be in the movie was something like somebody had a backup somewhere and they were able to recreate Miles Dyson's research after he had died. So I think that is how they kind of hand waved it, which honestly, like in a corporate thing makes kind of sense to me that they would have a backup somewhere that somebody could access. Yeah, I mean, I just watched it last night, and I don't remember the specifics that they gave, because it, yeah. it all felt very hand-wavy, and I was like, yeah. sure, but, like, come on, give me something yeah. that says, like, you know, they sent Cyberdyne, sent a, a man back to be an intern right. with ideas or, like, something. Right, right, or or anything, really, because it, it, this movie doesn't do the back to the future thing of like offshooting timelines. This movie is like, there is one timeline and you directly affect it when you change the past. Yeah. But Which there paradoxes is, it, abound in this movie and this, yeah, this franchise. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Like, honestly, no time travel thing makes any sense. That's why it doesn't like part of the reason it doesn't exist is because it would irreparably change things. And so people just like, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, the only way it would work is it, the only way it can ever work is if it is like, you watch a dark ride of the past. Exactly. You, and you're you just like strapped observe. in. You can't move. Mm-hmm. You're just watching. Yeah, exactly. And even that is like you wouldn't be able to have the camera there to observe things because people would see it and then they would revert. You know, the reverse engineer problem would happen as well. Yeah. But the other thing I was thinking of with regard to that is there's some and I'm pretty sure this is apocryphal story about either the first or second Toy Story where there was just a huge hard drive. It's crash. Toy Story 2. Okay. And it's. The, the pregnant woman saved the day. Yeah. But, so allegedly somebody who worked there had a copy of the movie at home and was working on it at home. And they like they lost the main version at the central Pixar offices and then were able to use this version from her. I have heard this story many times. It just seems like nonsense based on computing power at the time. Like, I don't know that someone would be able to have a setup at home that would be able to to crunch so, the data that way. But who I knows? think with the story that I the way I 
heard it because I think it's been on like Toy Story like DVD oh, they, stuff. This is this is a story they have made canon. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a hundred percent true. Fair. I, I think it was more that um she was she was like a director or or something um something that wasn't just an animator. Uh, right. Because she had basically was like, I think she just had like a copy of the whole movie. It wasn't like specific. It wasn't like the breakdown of like how to right, change right. things, but she had the general, the whole movie. So they were right. able to like pull things from that was the way I took it. Yeah. Yeah. I the, the way that they make it seem as if she had the like not a video file, but the movie as an, a block of. No, she animation. had a, a hard drive. She had like a computer because I remember they right. said they had to like they like sent three people to her house to like cradle it to a car and then yeah, two people yeah. sat on either side of it as they slowly yes. drove to the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's one of those stories. It's like, I'm sure there's a nugget of truth within that story, but the way they tell it seems like just would be nonsense. All that to say that that's what I, that's how I assume Cyberdyne continued from T2 to T3. Yeah. Uh, but that's a very flawed movie. I mean, like, this is not a misogynist take, but the particular woman they cast to fight Arnold Schwarzenegger. Look, I know they're robots, but just all, when you look at the refrigerator man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's fighting an 85 pound woman, it looks a little silly on screen. But it's also that was also the peak time of weightlessness. Yes. Like, oh, my Freddy gosh. versus floaty, Jason. Floaty, floaty. You get hit. You get hit and you fly like, yes, I just yes. like things have weight. You're giant. You're heavy metal machines. I know you're yes. both strong, but like, come on. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but th- that is the one that they give us. Uh, the Arnold is like, here's the prototype for our robot monster. People. No, that's and not that one. No, it's a deleted scene in it because it's a. It might be a deleted scene then because I remember watching it distinctly because I definitely own T three on DVD because Arnold like walks out and he's like, I thought that was the fifth one because they changed they his may- voice. They may. Well, I'm almost positive. I would bet money that it's a deleted scene from three. Maybe they inserted it into five, but I've never seen hmm. four or five. The, I have not seen anything beyond that. I just remember reading that in a cracked article of like, this I'm is what they did. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was a T3 deleted scene, but it's like, ha, I'm General Jones and I'm going to be Jim your Terminators. They basically to dub yes. him. Yes. And then they yeah. were like, that voice doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, uh, T3, kind of a mess. The new one with Linda Hamilton back and Arnold's back is still not good, but I, it has moments that I liked. I thought Mackenzie Davis was pretty pretty rocking in it. I like her a lot. Uh, I thought is she that was the really one where it. it's the, the enemy is the Asian robot and he's like jumping through yes. the, the factory yes, in the trailer? Yeah, yeah, and they have uh, like a new, like there are humans who have cybernetic implants. Oh, so you can be like a human with the. I kind of want to watch the new t- one. I, it's it's like my problem is James mood, Bond. They're all over two hours, except for T yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. If you if you uh, are in the mood for a modern blockbuster and you are like going in with all those things expected, but you want to see Linda Hamilton, it's fine. You know what yeah. I mean? That's that's it's aggressively fine. We should talk about this movie because it's really good, and we're just like sidetrack a palooza. Two we hours and fifteen really... minutes. This movie. This movie <laughs> should have been. Could have been an even two. Yeah, the thing I started to say and got deeply sidetracked by was I really like Mad Max Fury Road. You've seen that, right? The most recent one with... I have uh, not, actually. Oh, you got to watch Mad Max Fury Road. That movie slaps. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, uh, I know I've seen I know the uh, the imagery and I, I'm, I've heard that it slaps. I just have not seen you, it. You got it. You got it. Like, that's a real like put your phone in a drawer and just like get in this bad boy. I watch. Mo- that's how I watch every movie. 
Well, I'm just saying, I'm talking not, not just you. I'm talking to I'm the, the royal audience that listens to this podcast. I'm just saying, like, like pull the shades down, turn the lights off, put the phone away, maybe get your snacks and your drinks if you like those things, and just, like, get in the, the passenger seat and take a f- real wild car ride. Because that movie is, a, is a, just a – that's all that movie is. But this movie is the same thing. It's just one action sequence. There's, like, no plot in this movie. All of the plot is delivered by Linda Hamilton voiceover, basically. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And – and I like this movie, but I was I, I it's been it's been 10 years since I've seen it. I for I for some reason right around like 10, 12 years ago, I stopped being a movie rewatcher and was mostly just watching new stuff that's new to me, except okay. for like the odd thing here or there. I'm not like Halloween. Time. Never, yeah, I didn't. It's not that I never did it, but I just did it a lot more rarely. And I've been more in the last two years. But with all the COVID and looking for comfort food, doing more revisiting of favorites. And it's something that I feel stupid for not having done like i don't there's stuff i don't need to watch you know every year but there's plenty of movies i'm like oh yeah this every three years you should watch this movie it, like how you watch it will change and how what you take from it will change yeah. so it was it was fun to to re-watch this after a long layoff but in re-watching it i was like wow there's like no plot in this one like the first terminator I, I again it's been even longer since i've seen that but i'm pretty sure is a lot more plot heavy about explaining everything that's going on with the future and the connors and all that stuff and this movie it's kind of just like Run away! Run yeah, away! But I mean, the plot is simple. It's like, we need to stop this corporation. Right. We need to stop Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. <laughs> but that doesn't become the plot of the movie until an hour and a half into it. Well, I guess he's... Yeah, I guess you're right. The first, like, 80 minutes of this movie is John Connor and the T-800. Well, first it's looking for John Connor, and then it's helping John Connor run away, and then it's breaking Linda Hamilton out to keep her alive, and then it becomes about killing Miles Dyson and Cyberdyne. Yeah. Who shouldn't have had to die, by the way. No, it, it, yeah, it's, he's, he it's is... It's a real raw deal. He does, he does. Uh, great Joe Morton performance, but we'll, we'll get there. So uh, we start with an incredible, accurate, incredibly accurate look. It is seven years into our future in 2029. It's which so is, close. It's, it's, it's right around the corner. And it's just like a hellscape of, of burnt human bones and corpses and robots running around on top of us. And I was like, yeah, ac- that feels pretty accurate. I feel like that's about where we're headed. That shot of the of the robot foot crushing the skull. So it's the best. Good. So Stan, Win- Stan Winston said apparently that um, Cameron was like, um, I'm going to need you to make at least 10 of those. And he was like, you got it, wink. And he made 26 because he was like, <laughs> he was like, I know. Sure, Jim, you got it. <laughs> 10, buddy. Yeah, you're going to do 10 takes, kiddo. Okay. <laughs> Wheel in the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining Stan Winston opening, like, he has, like, three assistants, all with those big silver 80s, 90s briefcases. You know the ones I'm yeah. talking about? That Halliburton cases, I think they're called. And cases they all just, full like, of gold. Often. Yes. But they just, like, all hold them up, and then Stan Winston's, like, flick, flip, flick, flip, flick, flip, and each one has five skulls in it, and then Stan is just holding one and doing, like, an alas, poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. <laughs> Uh, so we, we get this voiceover, Linda Hamilton's like, Hey, in case you've never seen the Terminator before, here's what's happening, (laughs) which was very helpful for my fiance who had only seen the new Terminator. So, Oh, so she's only seen T7. She's going backwards. Yeah. It was very amusing to watch this where, uh, that trailer came out. We would, we had gone to the movies or something else. And she was like, do you want to see that? And I was like, 
you want to see that? She's like, I kind of do. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So we we saw that. Uh, that was her first Terminator movie. And I was like, if you feel confused, like, I feel like this movie's going to hold your hand. But if like you feel confused, just ask. Like, I'm sure I know the answer to the thing. And but you might not if you if you missed three through six yeah. or four through well, four, five and six. Yeah. Is it four, five and six or four and five? I think it's five and six. No, four I think, and five. I think the most recent one with Linda Hamilton is the sixth. Term no, I think it's the seventh. And I think is that right. I think four doesn't count. OK, so is there two Christian Bale ones or just one? That's one. That's where that I Christian Bale one is the one that doesn't count because there's no. Arnold. I see. OK, OK. Uh, for me, a Terminator movie should have Linda Hamilton and and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what I feel like I want in a Terminator. So for they, they should both be in it. She her not being in three was kind of a travesty. She uh, apparently she was like, I just the script didn't do anything. She yeah, like, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's bad. Obviously, I can't imagine where they would have shoehorned her into it because she was like, I died halfway through and then they didn't they had time to mourn me. So I said no. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, I find that she said, no, thank you. Uh, I yes. saw it because I was like, you know, it's I, it's a Terminator movie in the theaters. And I love your Terminator. I got it. It's been 10 it. years. Right, right. Like, I've never seen a Terminator in the theaters except at Universal Studios. So, like, you know, I had to go. But it wasn't very good. I will say, Linda Hamilton walked so that Mila Jovovich could run. <laughs> and we all need to acknowledge that. It's also really a strange thing to think about for me because I feel like between 1978 or 19 aliens, 1979, I'm not saying it's it started with Sigourney Weaver. Obviously there were other female leads and things, but like, if you take that period of time between 78 and 92, you got, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween. Who's like a lot more than a shrieking violet. You got, I, it's Ripley. a different kind. I would, I, I say like, there's, yeah, there's the, yeah. like the bandolier set. And then yeah. there's the, the, the clever set. I would say, yeah. It's okay. sort of your two, I, yeah. your two schools. Right. I, I totally agree with you there. It's like different shades of the same sort of thing. But it's like you got Jamie Lee. You got friggin' uh, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, one of the all-time most oh badass God. heroes in any movie, period. Like just rules. And then Ripley comes back in Aliens, still kicking all this ass. You're, you're Linda Hamilton in 84, Linda Hamilton again in 92. She doesn't get quite as – I as for, to my memory, she's not quite as action-heavy in, eight, in 84 as she I don't here, think but so. But she's still, like, in the thick of this movie. And it's like – after that, it was just like, ah, now nah, no women can be cool action people for, like, a decade. It just, like, disappeared. And it's like, wh- why? <laughs> like, I have these no movies idea. These movies were immensely popular. They were critically successful. It's like it makes Financially no sense. Financially successful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, how did that of in a world where like now, if anything makes money, they make 16 derivatives of it. How in the hell did this not happen then? It just makes no sense. I don't know. I think it's because there were I mean, they did well, but there wasn't enough of the bandolier set. It was a lot of the clever girls. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But it's like if we're bandoliering it, it's it's Linda Hamilton and Sigourney Weaver and there's definitely others we're not thinking of, but yes, I agree. It's a limited list. Yeah. But yeah she just, walked so that Resident Evil could happen. Right, right, right. But yeah, it's just, it's just like such a, it's, you know, I felt the same way. Uh, I don't, we talked about this before, but like you got um, <sighs> Jurassic Park. It's not Helen Hunt. It's Ellie Sattler. Yeah. Oh, it's um, uh, uh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, like competent, smart, 
action, you know, it, it, and that's 1993. And then it's like you fast forward to what's her face running from a T-Rex in high heels. And it's just like, what happened? Why, why did we lose this? This makes no sense. Anyway, uh, different soapbox, different time. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously the answer. But it's just, it just, it's illogical. Is it is? It doesn't make any sense. It's it's like this. Terminator Two made like a billion dollars worldwide. Not really. It was 1992, but so much money, and nobody took any. It was. It was the James Cameron has continually made movies that make the most money in the uh, yes of all time. He (laughs) did it with. I think Terminator 2 was the first one. Yep. And then he did it with Titanic. And then yep. he did it with Avatar. Yep. There might be a that's fourth why, one in there, but like... Yeah. Well, that's why I've said many times. Is like, I have very little interest in Avatar 2. And I still, if I was going to bet on whether or not it would be successful, I would put my chips on successful. Yeah. Like, it's not don't, for me, don't, but it's going don't, to... Don't bet against Jim Cameron. That's a stupid thing to do. Yeah. Although, didn't he make some weird animated movie that no one liked? Or was that... Or was that... Uh, uh, George Lucas. That was George Lucas. George M- Lucas made Red Tails, which did not new- do very well financially. I don't know about the animated movie. No, there was some animated like fairy tale musical that like oh. looks kind of gross looking. I see. No, I don't know. I, can't, I mean, I don't think whatever you're talking about, Cameron almost certainly didn't direct because he's never directed uh, animated. An- a- animated, but he has. He maybe produced what you're talking about. I don't. I don't mm. know. Uh, but yeah, I mean. This guy's good at action. He's like, that's what he does. He's excellent at it. Uh, what struck me also in watching oh, True Lies. I think that was the other one. True Lies somehow made a lot of money. That was That's a movie that if it came out five years later than it did, would have gotten like 16 directed DVD sequels and for some reason just didn't. Mm-hmm. But it would like you would be like, like I, I was looking up a movie for this podcast that's called uh, Wild Thing Singular. Okay. Uh, and I was just like researching it as a potential future episode. I'm not sure if it is, so don't get your hopes up out there. You know, listen to request month right around the corner. Uh, but I, I, uh, I look when trying to look that up, it gave me the results for the movie Wild Things, the movie with Denise Richards and Matt Dillon and a threesome. Oh, um, not a sequel, are, I assume. There are three sequels to that. The most recent one that came out in 2010 was called Wild Things colon Foursome, made with nobody you've ever heard of. But it's like this movie just kept getting pumped out. Is Wild, but is Wild Things a sequel to Wild Thing? Oh, no, 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 not related. No, no. No, no. Wild okay. Things is like a swampy, sexy thriller that we don't really make anymore. Oh, okay. It's like when I, I made my boyfriend watch uh, Killer Clowns for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, I know you don't like clowns. They're, these are t- doable clowns, trust me. Yeah, yeah. And it ended. And he was like, that was fun. How many sequels are there? And I was like, none. And he was like, yeah. are you serious? And I was like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Zero yeah. sequels for this movie. Makes no sense whatsoever. Um, but anyway, so we're in the future. We get that awesome uh, robot chrome skelly. skull. Yeah, the the incredible chrome it's, skeletons. It's silly that they have individual teeth. <laughs> it's like, a lot of they. They also seem. Why to have, do like, they have of, individual teeth? <laughs> they also seem to have like uh, tendon based arm yeah, structure and stuff. For 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 a group of things that hate mankind, they sure base a lot of things off of our anatomy. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit silly. I'll give you that. But the other thing that I I and that I was struck by on this rewatch is how much this kind of feels like aliens. It's like the jumpsuits are very yeah. aliens. The laser weapons seem very aliens. The whole thing feels of a similar ilk. I can see that for sure. 
So we have Linda Hamilton's voiceover, which gives us a nice previously on Terminator for for those who need it, which is <laughs> yeah. always helpful in your sequels. Uh, there was like two or three different things. I like gave the quick rundown to my fiance and I was like, I think all you need to know is like there was a Terminator sent back to kill Sarah Connor. It looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, you know, they, they kind of know what that, who he is when he comes like that. That's why they look like they recognize him. Now there's a new guy trying to kill John Connor and one trying to protect John Connor. And that's pretty much all you need to know in this movie. And then at one point I was like, Oh, that's a reference to the first movie. And then the movie was like, yeah, she did that to me about eight years ago or whatever. And I was like, Oh, the movie is doing this job. I don't need to do it. Yeah. (laughs) So, Everything about this, you start with in this scene, you're like, oh, the design of all of the effects is going to be incredible here. Like, I am in for a treat. This movie is going to be delicious. Yeah, yeah. It just everything about the design of this has is done by a complete madman who is a perfectionist. <laughs> like a there is no no corner cut by insane person James Cameron. No, God no. And he has he has Stan Winston, yes. who is about to do dinosaurs. Yes, like, yes. That's the thing about, like, Stan Winston did this, and it's fucking incredible. And yeah. next year, he's going to yeah. do dinosaurs. There's a very real chance that it was only a few weeks apart between wrapping up his work on this and starting his work on that. I would believe that, for sure. I don't know the timelines, but it just from a logistical st- standpoint, it's almost Or there could have been overlap. Was, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a, it was a big team. Uh, we, get, we cut to uh, one of my favorite things is when a movie set needs to have trash on it and nobody wants to deal with yucky trash, which is fine. That's good. Valid. But it's just, it's, it's one of these things you only notice if you watch a lot of movies and are a big dork, but like anytime there's trash that needs to be blown around or dumped on somebody, it's like, you might get a banana peel in there, but usually it's just like some crumpled newspapers and, and coffee cups that never had coffee in them. <laughs> yeah. And wrappers and food wrappers that were never wrapped around food. Exactly. Yes. They're like crumped, pulled in stuff, but there's not like an obvious, like if you unfurl a McDonald's wrapper, like there's, there's a big old, on the edge. There's and a, a big old spot. grease spot. Yeah. 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 And here it's just like a bunch of things. So it's just like, you, you know, some dudes there with a leaf blower, like two guys on the left and right. It's like, okay, <laughs> left guy, right guy, left guy, right guy. Okay. Now both of you towards the truck. Okay. Perfect. And cool. Cut. We got to put the plate in. Uh, we get I, the big orb. I love that it, I forgot that it did it, that it, the uh, time travel orb cuts out whatever yes. it touches. So there's yes. like this awesome, like, it looks like you took a melon baller to a truck. It's so <laughs> yep, cool. Yep. It, this is one of those things that I think is really lost in our era of everything's digital filmmaking. Because like this truck with a piece cut out of it is a real truck with a piece cut out of it that they showed on film. And then the digital effect looks more real because you see it with a real object. I was even wondering if it was a digital effect or if it was just like UV reactive paint. Oh, I'm saying they, I'm just saying they physically cut a hole in the truck. Oh yes. I don't think they, yeah. yeah, Like they physically cut a truck is what I'm, what I meant. And and like the orb is a digital effect laid on top of it, but like somebody took a torch, you know, acetylene torch and like cut a hole off this truck. It's awesome. I, that's another thing that I, I, like, where did this truck go? Why isn't this in a, like a backlot tour? Yeah, yeah, you would think that would be like an easy prop. It's probably you know, probably went to some uh, dump or uh, recycling plant, got crushed yeah. up, yeah, and just you know destroyed. But so Arnie arrives. No, I I, I texted you that I thought you were gonna be upset because I need to find me. this first one so I can see the dong. It's it's it is, is swinging. Emily, 
It is. Oh yeah, baby. He's like running, and it's just like, he's like a Greek uh, Greek sprinter from the middle from the <laughs> early Olympics. It's just flapping around. Um, I assume that in the first one they were like, no, 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 no one will see anything. And now with like digital home video, it's like, hey, Arnold's dong's out. <laughs> is my assumption probably. Uh, and and also possibly Michael Bean. I don't remember, but you might get two fur in that movie. Oh yeah, because he's John or uh, not John Connor. He is. Oh my gosh, I just forgot the guy's John's name. John's father. Yes. It'll come to me later. Uh, so anyway, Arnold's here. He's naked, but we don't get to see anything. Uh, the the classic Terminator down on one knee uh, stands mm. up, goes to this biker bar. And I had said to my fiance, I was like, so Arnold was a bad guy in the first one, but he's a good guy in this one. And then we get this sequence. <laughs> <and like laughs> cracking skulls and breaking fingers. <laughs> yeah, she turns to me. He's like, so just to clarify, this is the good guy. <laughs> And I was like, fair, fair. I forgot about this. Like, none of these guys have done. I mean, they purposely make them bikers. So you're like, well, they're bad people. But it's like, you can look like this and just also be a mall Santa. Like, you don't like, have you to could be, be a fine. bad person. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, some of these people, some people who look like that come to the gay bars I go to. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's very judging. A book would have been cover. much funnier. Obviously, wouldn't do it in 1992. But like, he should walk. have to walk into a gay bar. Doesn't he walk into a gay bar in the in the third one? He walks into a into a, a bar that's doing like men stripping, but it's for all women. Okay, so it's like a Chippendales. It is, that is a very generous description, but yes. <laughs> okay, you're saying it's seedier or better than a Chippendales? It is a it is a, a it is the 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 boots and saddle bar has okay. uh, has <laughs> sexy Darren on Thursdays. Like it's, okay, okay, so it's lower rent. It is much lower rent. I guess I was saying Chippendales in that it's not like a full naked strip club. It's like male dancers in tiny underwear. Yeah, it, it, I, I mean, we'd ever see that. The guy okay. comes out to his to dance to Macho Man and he's mincing about like fucking Snagglepuss <laughs> because of course he is. Right, and right. It was 2003. The gay people were very, very small boxes they were put in. Uh, assuming that this dude was gay and right. not just, you know, James Corden. I said it. Um, <laughs> James Corden is a bigger enemy to you than Ron Howard is to the two of us. I do not care for James Corden. I think he's a mess. Anyways, but he fights all these people. He pulls a Jurassic World and he throws a man onto a grill. Yes, yes. It's also the same gimmick that they use in that uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme ice hockey movie that we always forget the title of. Do we know what he- is that eligible for the show now? I think that's 96 is my okay. instinct, but I will check. If it is eligible for the show, we will do it. If, uh, sudden, Maybe. Over, sudden death? Sudden death. Sudden death. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what year that's from. I think it's 96. But yeah, he also throws a guy into, uh, I think it's a deep oh. fryer. And then oh. there's an... Ad- there's an additional one uh, I've told you before, but Batista baby basically remade Sudden Death as uh, a hockey movie, or sorry, as a soccer movie. And in that one, he drops his knife into the deep fryer, and Batista reaches into the deep fryer to retrieve the knife, and okay. then he stabs a guy with it. <laughs> there uh, are no death rules is, anymore. Sudden Death is ninety five, so maybe next leap. Year. Damn. No, next leap year uh, is going to be you- Poseidon Adventure. Well, we get two. We have a Patreon. That's fair. Did uh, did you catch that multiple women checked out Arnold's dick? Yes. 
because so I would have done the same thing. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm I'm pretty straight, and I also would have been like, "What the hell?" Yeah, Aruga track package, yeah. track package. I mean, I mean, a naked a naked person walks in, and I'm I'm taking a peek. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know how Scooby Doo the like lean out of the out the door? That's me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing as obvious a lean, but I'm I'm sure I'm taking a quick glance. Yeah. Wait, did you hear about that? I think it was Freddy's Dead, like the worst nightmare movie. They were using the same effects company as as Terminator Two, uh-huh. and which it might have been ILM. Was ILM around then? It's pro- yeah, I think so. And one day, the the nightmare crew got the Terminator Two track instead. So like okay. they got the visual, they like got the files and like the the film of Terminator yeah. Two instead of Nightmare Back, and they were like, "Oh my god, James Cameron <laughs> can never know about this." So they watched it immediately, and then sent it back, and then messengered it back. They were like, "Hey, hey, w- w- you got to stop that messenger from getting to James Cameron because he will kill yeah. you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He, from all accounts, is a complete psycho. Like just a complete. He and Kubrick are fucking. Nutcases. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's an absolute perfectionist. He he definitely put people in danger on the making of Titanic, probably oh, yeah. on other things as well. Like is a complete and total maniac. Period. End of sentence. New sentence. However, <laughs> it is hard to argue with how good his shit looks on film. So yeah. I I can con- I condemn that he puts people in danger, although as far as I'm aware, no one did someone die on Titanic? I feel like I've heard that and I don't know that that's true. I don't know. I don't know my Titanic facts. Yeah, but he he's a complete and total lunatic, and so let's put a couple of allegedly's on that dead person on Titanic thing. He's a complete maniac. Uh, he is, he is. But th- this movie is incredible looking, and it's be- probably because he's a complete maniac. Yeah. So anyway, big bar fight. It all looks very cool, really well staged. Um, Arnold, uh, this the, the other uh, great point by fiance made. He he scans this dude and is like. Okay, perfect match. I, give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Yeah, I'm like, and, is he a perfect fit, though? Yeah, this, this guy is four pants sizes smaller than you. Have you seen your naked thigh? It's the size of some people's torsos. Yeah, I was like, sure, buddy. He's Although, got like, two toddlers between his, his <laughs> hip and his knee. It's just like full-grown toddlers. Yeah, I feel like you, you, you kind of have to have a, like his stunt double has to or his body devil yes. has to be the one that you take the clothes from because i agree 100 percent. i thought the exact same thing is like why is this not his stunt double mm-hmm. with a wig on. the bouncer yeah yeah and and put a wig on him so he's got long hair so they yeah. look long like blonde hair like more. like yeah. carl yeah carl from diehard would have been a perfect guy to be the biker I, that's a better casting yes uh we and then we get so he runs outside the bartender the shoots yeah, well, the bartender shoots a gun in the air, and he's like, I can't let you take the man's bike, and Arnold just plucks the shotgun from him. Here's the thing. <laughs> Who is still trying to stop him at this point? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I honestly do respect the bartender. He's like, look, you've, uh, they're this far, no further, <laughs> you know? And then, and then as soon as Arnold turns his gaze on him, the guy you can see is peeing his pants. Yes. Don't be a hero. Uh, Takes the sunglasses, puts them on, completes, I think, one of the coolest look and uh, coolest look and one that like, I don't know that there's any other actor ever who could pull this exact costume off and look this cool. You know what I mean? Like Stallone doesn't do it for no, sure. In no, that absolutely era. not. 
Um, I th- you might have to make some adjustments, but I would argue a mid eighties uh Kurt Russell could. All right, all right, fine, fair. Okay, that is the other guy. Fair. The coolest person in cinema history. Because I, I said I, I, I wrote yeah, later. You're, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I'll say it now. I think this uh, the the T two Terminator specifically, all other Terminators now, might be one of the like again sorry to be like a dude bro, one of the coolest like performances like, it is it's cool it's really cool that's the way to describe cool it. Uh, yes, he, it's, yes it's him and snake and um yeah uh the the one from big trouble the kurt russell of big trouble <laughs> uh, jack burton jack burton, uh, jack burton. Yeah. like it's it's effortlessly cool yes you're 100 percent correct i i have the word cool in my notes like a hundred times i don't it's think cool. we really it have is. that anymore no no because people I, think they thing, are but yeah, they're not well and the other thing is like it, in we had a more concentrated culture then, so like fewer things were cool. That's I think true. it's harder. I think it's harder to be as wide appealing as 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 Arnold here or Jack Burton in in eighty six or or Snake in, in either of those movies because it's it's a little different. But yeah, I totally agree. I mean, just effortlessly cool. And the only good use of Bad to the Bone in the history of cinema and television. This is the one. This is the one time it doesn't seem cheesy at all. I mean, I like the needle drop in Freaky Friday, starring Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> but that's a comedy drop. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, so I'm saying, this playing is poker. The, this is the one time that anyone has ever used George Thorogood seriously, and it doesn't feel stupid. That's what I'm saying. This is the one okay. time. Like, I don't think I've ever is... seen it used earnestly outside of this movie. I feel like every time it's always sort of like jokey. Yeah, it's, well, it's because this is so good. It's like, well, you can't, you know, we can't touch this. Like that's, <laughs> we can reference this and be funny and people will get the joke. But it's like the the moment is sealed in a box and put on the shelf. It's like, yeah, that's that's really fucking cool. We can't touch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, we, we don't have the balls. But yeah, I just, it's amazing. It's so good. But yeah, I think this is like one of the top five. And it's like, again, like no one else could be it. Maybe Snake, maybe, maybe Kurt Russell. It's like this exact look looks so cool. He looks so cool. He does. <laughs> and this is like objectively not a great look. It's leather pants and a leather jacket. Like it's, it's you, a you watch really hard leather look pants to and a leather jacket is a is a good look. It's a hard look to pull off and seem cool, like and yeah. seem tough, cool, not rock star cool, right? It's like okay. a different type of cool. Yeah, he seems he seems like tough as hell. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think any others that aren't Kurt Russell. Yeah, for just like cool. Yeah, like I think you could do a femme version with like a Tilda Swinton that looks very cool in a completely different way. Okay, I can totally see that. Like I think she could rock the look. But I don't think it would be cool in the same way. It's a different kind of cool. It's more rock starry, but which yeah. is different, but still a thing. Honestly, maybe maybe current day Linda Hamilton could. Yeah, I does she not be... dress like that in the th- in the new she, one? She dresses more like she dresses in the second half of this movie, like sort of tactically. Okay, like also it looks like a cool costume, but just it's more tactical. Yeah. So the T one thousand gets introduced. He kills a cop, so you know he's the bad guy. It happens very quickly. Well, in in ninety two, that means to the bad guy. In twenty twenty two, it's <laughs> a different interpretation. Well, it depends on it's a it depends. You would not get this cop intro for for the this guy's a bad guy. <laughs> the cop would be racially profiling somebody before he got yeah, killed. Yeah, exactly. Um, I- <laughs> Instead, it's Carl Winslow being like, I shot a kid. (laughs) 
So this brings up something that I find annoying about the mm-hmm. T-1000. He time travels naked. Yes. Except he is a gloopy alloy who can make yes. clothes and anyone he wants. So why did yes. he time travel naked? Yeah, I really feel like the... And not that I'm complaining. Great, cute little butt. Nice yeah. little body. But yeah. why? I, I I think a cooler intro for the T-1000 would be as if he was like an Alex Mack puddle. And yes. the cop stepped in him. And then the cop was like, oh, what the hell? And was like shaking his foot off. And as he does that, the T-1000 like materializes out so of the, the blob. silver. No, 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 no. I want him to stand up and be a human and be this cop. Oh, not climb up the cop's leg. No, no, no. I want the cop to be like, what the hell? And like step away. He's like shaking his foot. And then the puddle like turns into the carbon copy of this cop. And he's looking at himself and then he gets stabbed through the face. But I think the real answer to your question is they needed the they needed an actor to be the T-1000. And I guess they just I I it's funny. I had Mandela affected that the cop driving the car was Robert Patrick. Yeah, I, I fully did. I fully thought that was the case. But he just that takes his clothes. Like, yeah, yeah. So like the T-1000 has like a base look, which is an yeah. odd thing for a metal alloy. I, I agree. I it's mean, a weird thing. It's sort of like how Mystique has her base look. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, fair. But I just but, meant more like, why did he time travel naked if he can... Yes. Like they have clothes in the future. Right, right. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. But I guess they could transform the alloy, but not not a, not the clothes. It's like the alloy. It, it, it's magic. It's 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 a lot of hand weaving magic because they're like he has to touch it to be able to make the outfit. I'm like they ha- but so he's he c- clearly could have touched a hundred things in the future. Right, right. Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. It's it's pretty silly. But like I said, I that but that was my one like oh this would have been a cooler I think intro is like make the cop Robert Patrick. Yeah, and then he steps in the thing, and then Robert Patrick is looking at. Although they do like, do that what? later with the twins with the cop, yeah with you'd the have security to guard. you'd have to take that gag out. Yeah. There's so many. James Cameron loves putting twins to work. Yeah, yeah. Well, those guys are also in Gremlins too. It's actual twins. Yeah, they they play the yeah actual. They're the scientists, right? Yes. Yeah, they work in the lab. Uh, so we go to we go to meet John Connor and we meet his step parents. Uh, his stepmom, I feel like I've seen in some stuff recently, although I I didn't IMDb her. I I got distracted by how cool this movie was. Yeah. But I love I really love Todd's performance because he is just so over it. Like Todd's clearly a guy that works is like has a job he hates and probably works like fifty he, hours a week. Yeah, or more. He seems like he didn't super want to have this kid, but his his wife really wanted to, and he was like, "Okay, like we'll be foster parents." And then like the the actuality of being the parent is way more exhaustive than he thought. And John is a particularly shitty kid, and he's just like, "I just want to sit down and watch this stupid boxing match and drink six beers." Like I had a shitty week. I just and she's like, "Come on, help me! You got to get him to clean his room." And he like musters the energy to go out there. John, of course, blows him off. Like you're not my dad, Todd. And Todd, (laughs) he should have. I feel like the foster parents should have been shittier. Yeah, they seem kind. They 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 seem seem like like, not the best, but they're not bad people. Like they're trying. Agreed. Yeah, and I think they purposely don't make them bad people so that the T-1000 killing them seems sad. But I agree with you. Like it would make more sense. Like John Connor is so shitty. It's just like. I mean, these people, like, they're asking you to clean your room. It's not like they're, like, making you do, here's a 600-piece wood pile to chop or something ridiculous. Yeah, it just seems very silly. 
he acts like he's Cinderella, but he does not seem to be in a Cinderella. Exactly. Uh, that, yes. It should have been more like, you clean the whole house. You scrub yeah. the toilets with your own toothbrush. Yes, like. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so we, we cut to Linda Hamilton looking freaking jacked. Chiseled out of marble. <laughs> it's just, she's doing chin-ups on her hospital bed turned sideways. And she just, like, it's just a rippling all-muscle monster. She just looks like she could kick so much ass. Yeah, it's like the ratio of human to muscle on Arnold is the same on her. Yeah, it, honestly, like, Linda Hamilton could kick both of our asses simultaneously one hand. Easily. Yeah. Um, I kind of touched this uh, already, but the uh, the T-1000 sort of symbi... I wrote this down here, but, like, symbiote energy was what I was thinking would have been a little more... I think would be a little bit cooler of, like... Okay. Sort of like a... Yeah, like, he, he, he he's a little more like a parasite and a little less like a blob monster. Okay, I can see that. I don't know why I wrote that there. Yeah. Um, so we Robert get a little Patrick. Comp- is it Robert Patrick or Patrick Robert? Yeah, Roger Robert Patrick. He's got a very pretty face. He's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a young Emilio. Yeah. My it's fiance said he was he was a babe. A oh babe. A babe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He's a babe, but he's uh very mean, and he only plays bad guys. Well, when you're good at it. Yeah. Also. Yeah, yeah. When you do it once well, that's also, all you're ever going to do for the rest of time until you do voice acting. He's kind of borderline in the Kate Hudson corollary territory because he's very good in this and way better here than he usually is. Really? I think so. I don't think huh. he's like bad elsewhere, but I think this is by far his best performance hmm. that I've seen, that I've yeah. seen. Perhaps he's great in other things. Uh, so we get a little computer magic. John hacks into an ATM with this little terminal that he's got. He's ta- he steals three hundred dollars from somebody, which is like an inherently unlikable thing to do. But it's not. But who does he steal it from? Because it's a card that he's like made that like is like has the rainbow belt attached to the. So he says specifically stolen credit card. I thought he stole it from Todd and his stepmom, whose name I forgot. I have no idea. I think he might have stolen their credit card. Huh. Because because it was like so done up with like technology and shit. I didn't realize it was I like my brain's like, that's not stolen. He must have like hacked into someone's account, which isn't good either. But no, he he puts that ribbon cable on the card and he puts the card in the machine and then he uses his machine to like distill what the pin is from the computer. Yeah. So it is someone's card. Got it. It's somebody's card. Yeah. Because he's like stolen credit card. Um, So banks, not people. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. One of those crimes is essentially victimless. This person has to be on the phone with a bank for nine hours about this $300. Because it's a debit card. That's the real money. Right. That's use what I'm a, saying. Use it's, a credit card. Because right, then all you have to do right. is say, that wasn't me. And they go, right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This, this crime has a victim and it makes me not like John Connor. You call Discover and you say, that wasn't me. And they're like, all right, bye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Linda's being in- interrogated and there's a great, great line reading from her of, oh, I feel much better now because <laughs> the doctor from it's the first fully evil dead. Oh, yeah. Ash, yeah. I'm <laughs> fine now. Let <laughs> me out exactly of the cellar. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Let me free, please. Uh, spoilers for, for our next episode. Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking that the same same thing. Really great performance. This doctor is a great Cast he's his so character. good at being this fucking little shit heel. Yeah, and he's also in the first movie playing the same thing. And oh, really? then I had for 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had forgotten he is also in the T2 3D. They like bring this guy back to be. He has a role as like the Cyberdyne head of medical something or other. Like it's nonsense. It's just purely they were like, hey, let's get that guy back. Everybody knows that guy. He's in T3 as well. Is he really? Yeah, I didn't realize it because Claire Danes is. Sue and so they they rescue Claire Danes from being kidnapped by the Terminator. I forgot Claire Danes was in there. Yeah, okay. doing yeah, yeah. some stuff, I guess. Yeah, that um, was before the Danes Assance when she got on Homeland and everybody was like, oh, she's a good actor. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, she was in that Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. But yeah, he comes, all of a sudden you hear, I'm Dr. Silberman. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's what they wanted? That's one right. of the fan surface things they threw in this movie? I guess so. I guess this guy is he's popular. I, someone's going to tweet and be like, he's not na- actually in the first Terminator, but I'm pretty sure he is. Who would he have been? Well, the- Linda gets caught and interrogated by like medical people in the first movie, too, I thought. I don't remember that. I don't okay. remember her being as 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 involved like that. I thought she was just like a waitress who kind of stumbled into this. Well, they go to the police station. She gets arrested by the police and interrogated, and she tells oh. the story about there's like a robot man chasing me, and they're like, yeah, okay, you idiot. Okay. So maybe it is that he is in Terminator, Terminator 2, Terminator 3 and Terminator Dark Fate in archive footage is Dark Fate. What year? I believe that's the one I just saw. 2019. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that one. Um, I lo- So we go to the vault. Uh, Miles Dyson. We see him at work. The really These great Joe Morton performance. Cyber. The Cyberdyne offices. So, so, so good. So cool. And again, sorry to harp on it. This would Resident Evil, the movie, would not exist yeah. without this movie. Like yeah, everything yeah. I, about it. It's in the game design too, right? Like aren't the aren't the uh out Raccoon City, not Al City, that's the band. Uh Raccoon <laughs> City, uh whatever the the people isn't it very similar to this in the games as well? I haven't played the games very much. So I've I just played the second or the third. They digitally remastered it, and my boyfriend my boyfriend watched me play it because he didn't he got too scared. They're a little too scary for me as a game. I don't I don't care for it. They can be, for sure. Yeah. But I don't I don't think I I don't believe that that design was like that in the in the games. Okay. Oh yeah, it could you're be. right. It, it get I mean it gets ripped off in a ton of things, but it's just it's so ultra modern, feels like the future even though it's supposed to be set here in 92 and like the the invisible cases in the wall where you know Joe Morton's like swiping his finger and the the thing flips open and the chip mm-hmm. is inside and they're like okay turn your key to the left on three one two three turn it's just all really great stuff oh yeah there's also a really clever line where the guy the security guard's like how's the wife and kid which kind of sets up the the uh, Miles Dyson as a family, family and yeah it's it's just it's just a good little bit of world building just a casual line that you know pays off later yeah. I also forgot that T2 3D takes place in the Miles Dyson Memorial Auditorium. That's right. I did too. I Which was like watching that video. Again, I'm trying to trying to piece together how we the got from there to makes there. makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Like if he wasn't he they just assumed he wasn't involved with this with what happened. I so my assumption is they probably thought that these people forced him to forced him to do the stuff he did. Oh, uh, okay. Because, like, from their perspective, the only person who saw Miles Dyson with the people, they immediately drew guns on the guy, right? So it's like, okay, they probably threatened to kill him. So, of course, he helped them. Yeah. Okay. And then they go to the wife, and the wife, like, look, she needs that insurance payout, right? Like, 
I, I got no beef with her being like, yeah, they kidnapped my husband. <laughs> like, that should 100% be the cover story. Like, let her get that payout. Like, she should get that bag from Cyberdyne. Let her get it all, baby. Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, screw them. They're evil. Take all their money. Exactly. Uh, so the we, we see the hand in the jar. We got the chip in the jar. And then the doctor won't let uh, Sarah go to the minimum security because he's afraid she'll escape. And he also won't let her even talk to John on the phone, which feels pretty scummy to yeah. like, it's like, okay, I be- like what he says is like, I believe you. I don't believe you. You're better. I think you're lying to tell me what you want to hear, what I want to hear. Cause you're very smart, which is true. Like true. I, this, he's act, he's correct. He's correct. But, but also he's an yeah. asshole. You can give her a little bit of carrot with the stick, man. You, you can, can give, give her, her a phone, phone call. call. She's not yeah. like, what's she going to do through the phone? Right. <laughs> Unless you think she could teleport through it like the shocker or something. Like, it's fine. Like she's going to she start, can... do, she's gonna start like, dialing into the modem. Like, Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, let her talk to her son, you absolute turd. Also, it's all being recorded. So, like, this whole session where he, she's like, I'm, I'm better now. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And including him being like, I think you're lying, so you don't get moved and you don't get to talk to your son, you crazy bitch. And she attacks him and then he turns and he's like, model citizen. And I was like, everything was filmed, buddy. Like, (laughs) yeah, they saw you be an asshole, too. Right, right. It's just like he's such a smug prick. It's a really great performance. Mm hmm. Uh, so we're at the gallery and mall with Budnick, who we forgot to mention was with uh, with John oh, yeah. Connor. Budnick from Salute Your Shorts. I don't remember Correct. the actor's name. Uh, well, just for the people out there. Uh, he's he's John Connor's friend, and he takes the uh, uh, Uber dirt bike out of this movie in, <laughs> he in, does. in the first 10 minutes and disappears. We but need a Corey Haim type. Yeah, exactly. Or no, exactly. Uh, either or, honestly. Yeah. We need a Corey uh, type. Uh, there's a, I do like this little bit of business with the T-1000 and he's got the picture of John that he got from the parents. We forgot to say that he went there. Um, that sort of sets us in motion. The T-1000 goes to John's parents' house or the step-parents' house rather. Uh, they're like, oh, this guy on a bike was looking for him earlier. Does that have anything to do with it? And I'm like, you people are really casual about a very scary giant man with dressed like this riding a bike being like, where's your son? Yeah, if, if that happened to, to our to parents, they would yeah. be like, we don't have a son. <laughs> we, yep, I don't know no what you're talking about. Here. Well, our mom wouldn't be able to lie. She'd be like, oh, they're, they're, they're hiding. And then, well, then dad, would, dad would push her behind the door. <laughs> yes, we don't have any kids. Go away. <laughs> How dare you bring this up? This is a very tender subject. Get out of my yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. Just excuse me. I'd like to speak to your son. And it's like, who, who would tell this guy anything? Yeah. Um, so we know that they're both looking for him. Uh, and there's that cool shot of him. Uh, John. Uh, sorry. Arnold carrying the box of roses through the gallery. I want the scene we out. don't see where he got that box. <laughs> he got the extra long stem roses to hide his shotgun in. Which is brilliant. But like. Did he go to a florist and get it? With what money? Did he hold up did, a florist for this box? Did he steal it from someone? He definitely stole it. He has no money. Yeah. Well, because at this unless, point... Unless the biker's wallet was in the pocket, which is possible. That's true. I would honestly... A, a deleted scene, and even if it's just like some fan shot this where it's like never Arnold's face, but just only the shoulders and the and the outfit. And yeah. it's just like a florist. And he's like, I'd like a dozen roses, please. And then like pulling the money out and counting out ones to pay for <laughs> these roses. I, it just tickles me. Because at this point, we don't know that there's a, one of them is good. Right. The movie hasn't told us that yet. Right, right, right. 
But uh, his friend, uh, John Connor's friend, is a cool guy because he yes. sees a cop show his friend, like, like, have you seen this kid? And it's his friend. And he goes, I've never seen him before in my life. And then he runs over. He's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then doesn't even a second move where he's like, hey, I saw that kid you were looking for. And when the T-1000 cle- like, just shoves him out of the way. Clearly he saw him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The T-1000 just like, whoop, throws him into an arcade cabinet. Um, so we were running down the hallway. John's running away from the T-1000. Arnie comes the other direction. He recognizes Arnie, presumably from like some closed circuit pictures of the police station or something. Like it's well, weird I imagine Linda him. Hamilton could sculpt his face. <laughs> That's true. She probably did. In her that. sleep at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so he he's like, you know, caught in the crossfire of these two. And then like I've always said, you know, my dream extra role is either, you know, getting murdered or having a head injury. And this I like guy. to amend it to be this guy because he gets to put on a ton of squibs. He's got like 30 squibs. He gets shot so many times. I would love to be this extra so much. Somebody cast me to be this extra. I'll die on camera. I'll look good. I will say that uh, this little, like, quote-unquote backstage at a mall area yeah, was yeah, not yeah. creepy enough for what those actually look like. <laughs> the, the lighting, there are all the light bulbs worked, and in those spaces for real, it's like a third of the light bulbs work. Yeah, if it, it is the fucking Nostromo in the, yes, in the back area really of is. a mall. The, and the, the floor is of... always ripped up for some reason. Yep, yep, In, like, yep. at least a... Uh, at least two thirds for some reason. The uh, the grocery store I worked at of the Acme, the back room, you, the Nostromo is exactly right. It's like very mm-hmm. warehousey. The lighting's terrible. There's no effort to make anything look other than cinder blocks. It's really depressing. Yeah, I worked at King of Prussia Mall, like a very fancy mall, yeah, and yeah. the back area of that was still. I was like, I'm about to walk into Silent Hill as I'm yes. taking the lush trash out. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was one day when the uh, some store put all of, like got rid of all their mannequins. So I walked into the trash room and it was just full <laughs> of mannequins. Dude, I 100% would have taken a mannequin home. How did you not take a mannequin home? I thought about it, but they it I was like the, there's like water damage. They were like the clothy kind. Oh, okay. And I was like I think there's water damage in these. Oh, uh, oh, they weren't like full body arms and legs mannequins. It was like more like a dressmaker's dummy. Sort of. It's like how some stores will do the like, it's just the uh, clothy torso and then some of it, some of it is the arms and legs. But I was like, okay, I was like, no, full on mannequin. I'd have been like, this is coming home with me. And I'd have carried it out under my arm. I would have had to figure out a way to do that. I I just put it in my car right out. I just put it in the passenger seat, baby. Take the HOV lane home. Um. They have a nice so this this extra gets all shot up. They start shooting each other. Then they start hand to hand combat. So much sugar glass. So such cool, like just really beautiful on screen action and destruction. And then a really funny little bit that I I got a legit chuckle, even though I've seen it a thousand times. I'd forgotten that the T-1000 kind of eyeballs that silver mannequin for a second. Yeah, it's almost like, hey, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll free you. I will. He like caresses the cheek. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll get you I'll out of here. Turn for you. Yes. I cannot believe they do this to you. I, I his run. I don't think gets talked about enough. <laughs> I I literally wrote down. My God, the running. <laughs> well, because he apparently trained for months to only breathe through his nose, so oh, that it so wouldn't he keep look his mouth shut, so that it wouldn't look like effort. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it's he was awesome. He like it. He he was that scene in the end of the Incredibles. Where he was like running, he would get too close to the bike and have to like consciously slow himself down because wow. he, would, he trained too good. 
Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's a great, great little anecdote. He is this like I said, this performance is so good from him. And it's it's a hard thing to to wrap your head around is like I need to be a merciless killing robot with no emotion. And and yet he projects so much fear every time you look There's at it. There's so him. much personality in this yes. like this little like like it's a very surface level simple performance but it's amazing yeah Yeah, i i honestly wondered if they made him run in the audition process i don't know just like have a baseline of how did you yeah just how creepy can you run yeah yeah because because it's a very specific thing like you said i mean people do kind of joke about you run like the terminator or whatever but the the like very choppy arm strokes and stuff he runs like a robot would run it's just Mm -hmm. it's great it's really good uh so they're getting to a chase sequence he uh he hijacks a uh it looks kind of like the front end of an 18 wheeler but i think it's supposed to be a tow truck and 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 john is driving his dirt bike in the uh I think it's like a storm runoff system in Los Angeles. I, I don't it's know. The, what it's the Los Angeles name. River. Okay. Okay. Um, so he's like, it's this, you know, cement sort of thing. It gets it used in a lot of LA movies, but he's like, you know, driving this little dirt bike in it. This incredible shot of the truck crashing through an overpass barrier it's, into it. It My is. This God. whole movie is a theme park show, but this yes. sequence is a, is very much a theme park show. And but it's also just like like it's a real truck that crashes through a real barrier that has a real dummy inside it, so it looks like a person gets thrown around, and it's just it's all real objects mm-hmm. and a camera captured real light hitting the real objects. That's why it looks good. It's thirty years later. This looks better than every car stunt in every Marvel movie. I'm sorry, it does. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I know yeah. I talk about this too much. I know it's annoying if you listen to it. I apologize, but it just looks so fucking cool. It it's does. awesome. And you know what else makes this movie great? They don't fucking talk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like there's no no quipping. No, how no much whatsoever. worse would this movie be if they were if it was like Loki and Thor? Right. Just like right. oh brother, but at like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that Arnold was in that was more Rocky Horror than Loki. It was. So. It was. It was a little Tim Curry adjacent, but it was fine. I thought it was funny. Uh, I got to imagine Tim Curry as Loki, which is uh, oh, I wish Tom Hiddleston an upgrade. Um, but yeah, I think Arnold has like 250 words of total dialogue in this. He gets roughly. paid. So on on IMDb, someone broke it down like how much, how many words, and how yeah. much he got paid. And I think it was like twenty nine thousand a word. Yeah. So like Asta Asta La Vista baby is like almost a hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah. 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 Insane. Well, that would be four words. Or oh, one hundred twenty. Yeah, it was one hundred twenty thousand dollars for Asta La Vista yeah. baby or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like we, we recorded these very out of order, but uh, on our American Anthem episode that will be on Patreon in September, I talked a lot about Gal Gadot, but it's like. This this is what they should be doing with Gal Gadot. She's not a good actor, but she looks cool on screen. Like she's not a good words, speaker, but yeah. she's a good actor. She, yes, she does not deliver dialogue well. Neither did Arnold. The other thing that's really funny talking about the Terminator Two 3D show is um, he like there's Arnold, serious Arnold that ends in like 1994 or five, like right around Jingle All the Way, whenever that happens. Yeah. Uh, he becomes like funny family man Arnold, which is fine. Like he needed to evolve. They they weren't making these movies anymore. But the way he says down is drastically different when he's serious Arnold versus when he's comedy Arnold. Are you and able so, to get to 
emulate yes. in some way. Yes. I, you, yes. you met you texted me that, yes. and I was like, I I'm gonna have yes. to. So I obviously do not do a great Arnold impression, but I think you will get it from what I do here. So in a in a, just a few beats, we're at the hospital with Linda Hamilton, and he says, "Get down." Right. It's just oh, like get down, of, oh, down of get yeah. down. Because I was trying. I was like, yeah, "What yeah. does he say, down? Get down. Yeah, okay. yeah, get down." And then he shoots over her. And then when he's comedy, Arnold, it's get down. Yeah, because when he does tr- even true lies, <laughs> yes, get down. True lies, cute, get down. True lies is funny, Arnold. Yes, true lies is funny, Arnold. He's quippy in that movie, and it's get down. And it's this like there's an extra like like the O U sound is different. It's more rounded. In, mm-hmm. in, it's how I picture it. If you were to describe it, and so in the T two three D, which I think came out in ninety six, ninety seven, in or- that Orlando. Late? Yeah, it's it's way after the movie, um, and didn't open in Hollywood. I think until ninety nine. Wow, I thought it was like yeah. a 94. I thought it was like no, how, um, it's, Jurassic Park I, that, was like hot on the heels. You sent me that video that was like the history of the ride, which I had never watched before, and I really enjoyed it, but I was stunned at how far apart they were. But Arnold does the, he does like four or five lines in the 3D show that are just lines from this script. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, is get down, but instead of it being get down, it's get down. And it's like just the very, obviously I'm bad at it, but I think yeah. you can get it illustratively. But I was chuckling and like, oh, it's, that is like one of the very key, like if Arnold says that word, you know what kind of Arnold you're watching, like what era yeah. very specifically. Do you know he had to hire a coach to keep his accent because he was losing it from being in America? And he really? found he was he was like this is kind of like a signature of who I am and part of the reason people want to see me. So he has like a coach who teaches him to keep his accent. Huh, that's kind of cute. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so much car smashing. For some reason, this L.A. river is just like a bunch of burned out cars that they can keep hitting this hitting this truck against, yeah. which looks great. I love it. I don't care if it's silly. Like, it just looks awesome. Um, and then Arnold. It's guilt free <laughs> destruction because exactly. they are abandoned, rusted out cars. Yeah, because at one point, Arnold cuts across like four lanes of traffic and you see some cars at each other and they are just like fender benders. But the windshields break and I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like yeah. That's really traumatic. Those poor people. It probably got neck whiplash or whatever. Yeah. Also, if you're over 30, yeah. good luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was I was in a car crash, a pretty serious car crash about five years ago. And like it, I still have a little bit of like very like certain certain sounds on the road. I'm like, Ugh! like it just it never goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it does eventually. But it's, five years later, it hasn't. Um you know, I'm not like afraid to drive, but you hear like the squeal of tires and it's just like, oh God, because that, you know, I heard squealing tires before I got hit really bad. Um, I don't know if I ever, t- I must have talked about that on the show. I, I don't know, actually. Yeah. But I got hit, uh, hit and the car spun 180 degrees and then I got hit from the front as I was spinning and spun me back 180 degrees and then I hit a guardrail. So I was lucky to be pretty much uninjured other than some like, you know, I had to go for some physical therapy for my shoulder, which got kind of rocked. Uh, by the seatbelt, actually, but I didn't hit my head or anything, you know, no glass broken or anything like that. The airbag didn't go off. I was pretty much unhurt. Like, I was hurt, but not, like, injured seriously. And like I said, it's just like, you, you see those crashes in movies now, and I'm just like, oh, geez, like, <laughs> that poor person. That's a lot yeah. to deal with. Um, but anyway awesome shot of the stunt double jumping the motorcycle into the into the pit which i couldn't believe they used a real person for honestly so the way they did it it was wire work yeah it's it's a if you look up the behind the scenes of this it's it's one of the coolest things in the movie from an effects standpoint yeah they, it was i think it was oh, no no for for edward furlong they had to put him on a they had to get a bigger bike so that he would look like a child his stunt double 
And then for this, it was a stunt double on wires so that the bike only hit. It was like 180 pounds of pre- like whatever hitting the ground. Yeah, it's it, it looks incredible in the movie. And and like you can kind of, if you know how they did it, you can kind of see how the 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 bike motion is very smooth, but yeah. it still looks cool as hell. As much as I love T2 3D, I kind of wish that it was a more like uh tram not tram tour but like a backstage tour kind of attraction for terminator where like you could be this like yes the truck could come over the edge and yeah all that stuff yeah it would look really awesome or even just like the motorcycle jumping down yeah alongside you or something yeah yeah Uh, but but real not a screen right 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 yeah just like a motorcycle i want to look at a screen inside a party right 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 a motorcycle on a wire that would just reset Mm mm-hmm like a earthquake, the big one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so there's a there's a Arnold shoots the truck a bunch and it blows up, and then we see this burning tire come rolling out. It's just like an awesome little postscript to this. Yeah, uh, and we think the T one he thinks the T one thousand's dead or at least dead enough that they can get away. So they roar off, but then he walks through the flames as liquid metal, and it just looks so freaking cool. And that's where I, this is where I was like, wait a minute, he put his clothes back. So yeah. Why was he making it all? No, it doesn't make sense. The T one thousand rules are very hand wavy. I mean, it's it's like it's clear enough. Yeah, and I always say like when when you play a game like Dungeons and Dragons, like if you if you play it with the right people, the answer is like the rule of cool overrides all, right? Like if you if you come up with something creative and cool, you want to make it work, and it's like it just they want to make it work, so it's fine. Like it's it doesn't matter. It's like yes, it breaks the reality very slightly, but when the movie is good, it doesn't matter. I agree. Uh, so we we need to make a quick phone call home. <laughs> yes, this Arnold scene for a always terrified me as a child. Which oh the the the, the mom. phone call home. Yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. sequence terrified me okay. as a kid. It's scary. It is, but I love Arnold. Like he's like, I need a quarter, and he punches the phone, and just all the change pours out of it. <laughs> really good. So maybe he doesn't have the biker's wallet because presumably the biker had a couple of quarters in that thing. I don't know. I never have quarters in my wallet. Well, and you didn't have a wallet in 1992 as an adult man. <laughs> That's true. People needed to make phone calls. I had a Velcro Ninja Turtles wallet. Right, but you were also five. So it, it just was, had no, my... You were one. Never mind. <laughs> it was 1992. You were born. My wallet had a... You uh, can drive a bike license. That yes. wasn't real. <laughs> yes. Who? Yes. Where did those come the, from? The police did a like a bike training safety course at the school. They had to, like, okay. ride through some cones and stop, and, like, they taught you how to do the hand signals for turns. That no one <laughs> really no one does. does. I, I do see, I, I, I will say, I do see adults who bike, a lot of people bike here in D.C. I do okay. see people do it for safety purposes, okay. which is smart. I, I don't do it correctly, but if I'm going to turn, I will point if I'm riding on the just, street. It's just, it's weird that it's not just point to the side, and it's like. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be that you can do it all with your one, one arm, so it's it's universal. I don't know why they have decided to do that, but yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. I, I just point the direction I'm turning if, yeah. I'm, if I'm on the road. Um, so we, we get a, a great little bit of business here where Arnold learns to like he, the T-1000 is just taking over John's mo- uh, stepmom and she's she, she's doing he's doing her like voice and all. And then Arnold takes the phone from John and starts talking to her as John. And then he's like, what's the dog's name? And he's like, oh, it's Max or whatever it is. And he's like, yeah. mom, how's Woofy? And she's like, oh, Woofy's just fine. And then really coldly, what are you? It's no, where so are you? G- no, she says, what are you? Because no, she knows it's a Terminator. I don't. That's, I the, that's swear I, it's where. She asks John where he is. 
But then when the the when the Terminator asks about the dog, she says, "What are you?" I'm gonna have to rewatch because I swear it's where both times. Okay, I think he, she says, "What are you?" Because she knows he's a Terminator. Like she recognizes this is a different. This is a voice mimic. Huh. I'll have to rewatch but that that moment. Poor Todd, still just like trying to get done with this day. He's drinking milk right out of the carton, and, and it's the last thing he does as a living person. <laughs> uh huh. Because she like holds out her. We don't. It's not been confirmed that she's uh, the T one thousand, but he like makes right. some comment, and she just holds up her hand off camera, and you hear a sound that you're not sure what it is. Yes, and yeah, it was like a sort was, of meat chunk sound. It was her finger, uh, her hand becoming a knife goes right. through the the milk carton. Yes, your foster parents are dead. Yeah. Um, also, can we talk about how triggering it would be? To send this model of the Terminator back, yes, like, pres- like he's T T eight hundred model one hundred one. Yeah, there's other models you could presumably. Uh, obviously, I want Arnold to be here, but yeah. like in the logic of the movie, you're not going to send this one back. They they sort of like get at why they do it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me in the logic of the movie. I totally agree. Yeah. So the cops are talking to Sarah like trying to get her to cooperate and then like i from her point of view i'm like yeah he's a robot monster killer i keep telling you this and you don't agree you don't listen to me so i'm just not going to pay attention like what can i do to help here but also i'm like these photos are eight years apart and this man looks yes. unchanged you think yes. it's this what cop in the real world is like this is the same man well closed circuit televisions were probably pretty are still pretty crappy so maybe that's part of it maybe um i will say so she's basically using this as an excuse to get the paperclip. Yes. I would have rather it be done in a not so obvious way because we they have a stack of photos paperclip together. Right. And then when they're distracted, we see a close up of her hand take the clip. Yeah. I would rather it be like, show me very clearly. It's a stack of clipped photographs. Put it down. She won't help me focus on blah, 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 blah. And then they go to leave and they pick it up and they all scatter. Yeah, I think... I think I agree with you, but for the purposes of like making sure everybody knows what we're doing, I think that's why we do this. Yeah, I just sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm like less can be more I, I get in you. this instance. Yeah, I, I get you. I think I, th- I totally like the way you describe it. I just think it's like uh, you know for for everybody, grandma, grandpa, everybody who's watching T two, we, we need them <laughs> to see what's going on. So uh, John tells the Terminator he can't do any any killing, and this is where I was like, we don't. We can we can move past some of this kid bullshit. Like I don't need cutesy. I have my own Terminator. Right, right. But that's like you know, as 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 a child, I was like, wow, he's got his own Terminator. Which I, guess <laughs> I wish I had a Terminator. Is the whole crux of the movie PG about the alien? PG? Psycho no Gorman. Idea. Oh yes, yeah. That is the whole premise of Psycho Gorman. Yeah. So maybe I don't want to watch which that is, movie. Which is a movie with great special effects and very little else going for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. Um, so we, the T-1000 goes to kill Sarah Connor because, you know, that Arnold basically says that's what he would do. And there's very good security of, oh, it's a cop. Just wave him inside. <laughs> like no checking of anything. Um, well, he then, doesn't get inside. He comes T-1000- to... He, he, gets he to drives the front. through the security gate. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, the security gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The security gate just like wave, gives him the Ole. He's like, oh, it's a cop car. I don't, need to, I don't need you to stop. I think it's because the cops were already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I found it funny. He's like, this guy's an hour late. Like, you don't even need to look at him and say, what are you here for? Just like, oh, no, I'll open the gate. It's a cop yeah. car. 
Um, we get the grossest orderly. Well, well second grossest. Orderly. All movie orderlies are gross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Kill Bill one is way grosser, but this guy's in the same cut from the same cloth. He licks yeah. her face, and she's like, "Oh, I hope this guy gets killed violently." And I'm not sure he gets killed, but he definitely gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, good, good enough for me. I also like that there's only one lock on her. Yes, I was like, she's like the most violent, aggressive patient you have, and you have one like everything else is just straps and Velcro. Yeah, yeah. I guess the idea is like, if you're strapped in like that, there's really not a lot you can do. Yeah, but like, she she escaped. She did. She's yeah, wily. I mean, nobody nobody expected her to have a paperclip. Uh, this is my least a favorite T one thousand effect. We we mentioned before he copies this. It's silly. Uh, security guard. The T one thousand just can be the whole floor, which is like I, I just find it to be nonsense. Like because just, it's something he never does again and right. has not done previously. Right, right. Like it would be easy for him to tap this guy on the shoulder and then turn into him, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, or just you only see the hand, right? Like you see the hand tap him on the shoulder, and then when the guy turns around, it's from his perspective, and suddenly he's looking at himself. Yeah, like I, I just the floor. I, they totally did this because they were like, "Well, we can do this cool thing," and James Cameron was like, "Yep, that's cool. Put it in the movie." So it's I get this. I get it, but it's just like, eh, I don't like it. I don't care for this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, also. The one orderly is uh, the Seinfeld baggage claim guy when they go to the airport and he puts, who's a jerk? Is it Elaine? Elaine. A jerk? Elaine's yeah, a jerk. Yeah, he's like, Honolulu. And he puts the bag like on the, on the, mm-hmm. on the wrong cart. That's the, he's the orderly here. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Because, um, so Linda Hamilton uh, beats the shit out of that orderly with a broom handle. Yeah. Maybe yeah. kills him. Yeah, at least breaks his teeth, I think. Oh, yeah, he's he's going to be a uh, liquid diet for a while. Yeah, yeah. Blended chicken breast. <laughs> um, and then the, the physicality of, so she has a broken broom handle. She hits him, it breaks some more. She, like, picks up the nightstick and twirls it, and she kind of, like, hops up on the It's a little playful. Feet. It's, but it's, it's, yeah, it's playful and, but also like super graceful. Like it's just a, she moves like a dancer and it just looks really cool. Like just really great movement on screen. Yeah. She, she's like prancing. Prancing yes. is a bad word. Prance, but it is sort of a prance. Like it's, 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 you know what it is? It's more like a predator, like stalking prey, like a tiger that's, that's circling in on a, on a gazelle or an antelope down, yes. down the plains. Like it's, it's methodical, but, but light. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just. Uh, she takes his keys and like kicks yeah. ass all through the way and then uh, knocks out the one orderly with the Thorazine yes. and then breaks her doctor's hand, which like, yes, always beautiful. Like this whole sequence is amazing. Yeah. But yeah. then she and he just starts being this sniveling little piss piss ant just like, you broke my arm. Like, you broke my arm. Yeah, him saying that, I'm like, hey, buddy, that was what she meant to do. <laughs> yeah. What do you like, think yeah. is going to what are you accomplishing with this? Right. 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 And this this sequence is so good. I, I didn't want to take it from you. I just wanted to talk about the sniffler. So please go ahead. So she like she says, like, there's 300 bones or whatever in the human body. And 215. I only, 215. 215. I only broke one, so you sit there. And she like puts her knee in his back as she, as she as she picks up drain cleaner. <laughs> yes, yes. The the stuff that killed Heather Chandler and makes and gets a syringe full of it. And then later, the syringe is in his. She hasn't pushed the plunger, yep. but the syringe is fully in his neck. Yep, yep. There's there's like almost no chance there wasn't a little bit of this leaked into him. Yeah, which like I guess a drop might not kill you i don't know the, the needle the, the tip of this needle is soaked in liquid plumber which i would not want put into my neck no 
so she walks they, they keep they keep trying to be like think about this linda hamilton and she's like she has this yes. is the plan <laughs> yes exactly she I've will been calculating this plan for six months do you want to watch this guy's throat come out because that's what's going to happen if i push this plunger exactly uh, I love the they Arnold and, and John Connor get to the front gate and he's like, you can't kill him. And he, Arnold shoots him, shoots him in the kneecaps. Yeah, he hits the buzzer and open thing. He'll live. It's just it's like, again, right to your strengths. He can do four lines back forwards at a time is pretty much the upper bound. And honestly, they give him quite a bit of quote unquote. It's it's magic mumbo jumbo, but it's science. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like poly alloy metal metallurgical yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And he does he a couple does, info dumps. Does well with that. Yeah, he does. He does. It's it's like you, you pick your spots. You know, he does a couple like info dumps, and, and it is necessary that his character delivers some information. Yeah, some really great stuff. The, the, this whole sequence with the fight in the hallway. So this is like classic lines. Come with me if you want to live. Because they start you know. to take her down. Because she gets yes. she sees the Terminator, and of yeah. course is like. Oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, he's he's the man who tried to kill me eight years ago. And so she's like, he's going to kill us all. And he just like flicks them like they're nothing. My favorite is the woman with the cast on her arm who like hits Arnold with it. And Arnold just kind of turns his head a little and resets it. And she <laughs> she has this like it's very pro wrestling. Of oh, just no. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh, what have I done? And she just throws her down the hallway. And it's again, like it's not weight. Like it, it looks effortless, but not yeah. weightless. Exactly. It's a human being with a wire on them, and they yanked her down a hallway with it. Exactly. Um, so the T-1000 walking through the, the bars, oh, and the gun gets stuck. Oh, such a great shot. It, really, really good. Um, and then the second part of it, where they all get in the elevator, and he puts the hands in and then turns them into the hooks and pries the elevator uh-huh. open. So good. And again, this is the thing I talked about earlier, where it's like, it's computer magic you know cgi and then it's actually robert patrick with two big hooks that, that he's holding his arms inside of and he's like physically manipulating you know metal o- yeah. plastic probably but like objects like they're a real thing he's got in his hands it just it's it blends it in such a way that it, it, it fools they your work brain best so much in more. tandem right right it just it fools your brain um so, so they steal a cop car because yeah you have to and yeah they keep shooting at him and i'm like guys like one clip and yeah. if, if one clip whole clip doesn't take him down <laughs> yeah just focus on driving right right well he's catching up to them that's the thing like he he catches oh. up to the cop car and he like he like breaks the, you know he gets on well, the that's back at the he end. breaks the but i'm talking about when they when they're doing this the they're reversing through the spiral oh right right i assume that was him. just yeah, was, i assume that was just like we gotta we gotta get the hell out of here so like you know, I, I also like John Connor's just reloading all these guns in the backseat because of yeah. the horrible childhood he's had where it's like he's just lived with a bunch of survivalists. Um, And we get like kitty family drama. And I'm like, that's yeah. not why I that's not why I picked this tin up. Yeah, exactly. Of like, you sh- you're too important. Mom, I love you. Like, sh- I come on. So they find a garage to get to, to like patch each other up and all that. Yeah. It's funny. I, I, it must be in the TV versions, but they have this line here where they ask Arnold if he can learn. He basically says, yeah, I'm like a learning computer. But in my memory, there's a scene and I think it's, I looked this up. It's like a deleted scene that may have been in some TV versions. So that's maybe where I saw it first. But I remember distinctly a scene where they like had to open up his head and pull this chip out and turn a switch on it and put it back. 
And they had this like, you know, scene is that with the, him where they did the Linda Hamilton twin? The his, her twin sister. So that is yeah. that is a deleted scene that they might have put back in for TV. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's in some TV versions potentially. Like because they do that sometimes where they have to cut down. They'll like put something back to fill the time out. Yeah. Um, and then the the what we do get in this though is like sort of an info dump. He explains that he can heal and like Linda Hamilton's pulling the bullets out of him. He stitches her up. Um, but then he's standing guard in the vestibule, like the where the, the the cashier is, and it's an awesome, you know, it's the middle of the night, and then just we transitioned to it's dawn, and he hasn't moved an inch. It's just mm-hmm. a cool, like, oh yeah, this is a robot man. <laughs> he oh yeah, he just stood there all night. the The tagline for this movie should be blue and smoky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So much of this movie is just blue and smoky. Yeah. So they hop in the family truckster from the original vacation. And uh, we uh, we go to Cactus Jack's for some snacks, and then we visit uh, Linda Hamilton's uh, pal, who has just an arsenal in his backyard. Well, I think it's hers. It is her arsenal, but it's him. It, He's like safekeeping it. Yeah, yeah. We get the classic: draw your gun, and then you son of a bitch. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, I also like Arnold. Like, starts to sort of explain how like Miles Dyson is the guy behind everything, and Linda Hamilton. This is the exact line in the movie, and it made me chuckle. I want to know everything: what he looks like, where he lives, everything. I'm like, that's two things. <laughs> <laughs> what other information are you looking for? Because I'm pretty sure you just want to know what he looks like, like and where, where he, he lives. Like those are the because th- you're, you, that's it. Because you're gonna go shoot him. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of the information you want. Um. I love the way also uh, there's this like I, I know exactly what you're going to say. Here. I'm going to say it's like a nine month old. It's yeah. walking. It's a walking uh-huh. baby. So however uh-huh. old that is. Nine year, nine months to a year, I guess. And overalls. And like they're uh-huh. all talking. And then all of a sudden the camera cuts to like the baby. And then Arnold <laughs> looks down at it. And he just like grabs it by the back of the overalls and lifts it up <laughs> in the air. Like he's grabbing a kitten by the scruff of the uh-huh. neck. And he looks so quizzically at it, like he like it's, like he knows conceptually that humans are babies, but he's clearly never, never seen one before. Yeah, and and is delighted by seeing this. It's so great. Um, so we go to the basement or little hidey hole where all the guns are. Arnold picks up the minigun, which is like normally mounted on a helicopter. Yes, uh, it's like a, it must weigh th- like close to a thousand pounds, which obviously is a robot. But I, I wonder how they uh, rigged this up for the human being Arnold Schwarzenegger to hold this very heavy prop because, because it does fire blank. So it's somewhat functional. Yeah. Um, he also gets the grenade launcher, which is very vital to the rest of the movie and is part of the action figure on the shelf over my shoulder. Apparently, uh, I forgot about this. Apparently, seventy percent of this movie had to be eighty yard because of all the action. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. But it's not noticeable, which is amazing. And yeah. All of the all of the guns were bumped up, so handguns made the sound of shotguns, and then shotguns made the sound of cannons. Oh. And then the um the minigun, they were like you couldn't hear it like individual. Like uh-huh. da, 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 da. shots, yeah, yeah. So they had to slow it down and crank, like, slow oh, it down and then crank it up so that it would you'd hear the individual sounds. Nice, nice. That's awesome. I'm glad you did all this research. I'm learning things about this movie that I didn't know. Yeah, um, I like to know these things. Yeah, no, it's. I think I, I'm just saying I appreciate it. Um, it's also we talk about time loops, which is always like the problem of time travel movies. It's like because you can't. He it sent make his sense. own father back in time. Right, right. Like knowing that he would become his father. Right, right, right. Like he sent he sent someone to fuck his mom. Yes, he did for sure. Do that, and I don't think he tells 
I can't, it's killing me that I can't remember Michael Bean's character's name. Uh, but he, I don't think that he necessarily John? knows. Maybe. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'm going to double check. But uh, it's, I don't know that John Connor knows that when he sends him back. Kyle Reese is the name of the character. How would he not know that, though? No, I'm saying, I'm sorry. I don't know if Kyle Reese knows that. Got it. That, like, like I don't you're know if he tells him, like, you have to fuck my mom or else I don't <laughs> exist. Because it feels like, like, if that is truly the mission, I would like to see the short film that is that. Like, the yeah, brief. He's like, with his brief. He's, he's like, okay, sit down, Kyle. Look, uh, there's something you got to know. If you don't have sex with my mom, all this falls apart. You have to seduce her. It has to be part of it. Mm-hmm. But the other really silly part here is is John's talking to the Terminator, and he's like, yeah, I see my mom crying a lot. I think she still loves him. And I'm like, like, hey, bud, it could be the weight of all of this. <laughs> just as wildly. Yes. It's like, I don't think it needs to be that he's she's in love with a guy she had sex with once and spent like three days with before he died. I think perhaps it's the crushing weight of knowing the future and that everyone <laughs> dies. Knowing that Every, Judgment everyone. Day is five years away. Every person dies. A ticking clock, you might say. Yes, a ticking clock to the doom of all people. Um, so she puts on some dope uh, steampunk glasses, and then yeah, she does a voice. It's, voice- it's very like, I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and she does a voiceover about how she's like, I guess the Terminator could be the best dad. And I'm just like, what? What? Are- what? <laughs> yeah, what I was this? like, I was like, guys, this is not what should be. This is not what's on the tin. Right. What are we doing? Right. right. Uh, so we get the nightmare sequence where she dreams, you know, herself with young John getting tor- you know, torched alive by the Judgment Day bombs. I do love her in her 80s perm hair. Yes. Again. Yes. Yeah. They clearly, it's like, uh, okay, Linda, we got to do this to your hair. And I'm sure the answer was, nope, you got to get a wig. <laughs> but it's like, this is not a, a judgment call, but like mm-hmm. between Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, Linda Hamilton's face is hardened. Yes. And it's like, it's not, I'm not saying that she's like ugly, but it's just like a very, a more severe hardened face. Right, right. And so yeah. th- this like goofy, curly 80s perm yes. in the, on this like very hardened soldier woman is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it is. It is. Her face also like, I think just leaned out because she got so muscular. Like it's yeah. just a natural, you know, extension of that. Well, apparently, and apparently this footage is the most accurate depiction of nuclear fallout. Ever. Yeah, I would buy that. I According buy that. to like actual scientists who worked on the atom bomb. Yeah, I mean it's amazing looking. It's it's miniatures and robots and everything burning and melting. It just looks incredible. It's terrifying. And then, but yeah. I, was, I I'm gl- I don't think they meant to, or if they did, good on them. But it ends with kind of a joke that like she gets like melted away by the flame, yeah, and then yeah. all that's left is just her skeleton still yes. holding onto the fence and which still is- screaming. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's yeah. goofy, and I yeah, hope they it meant is. it that way. To like, I think I think it is purposeful because otherwise this is kind of heavy. Yeah. Uh, so she goes off to kill Dyson and uh, Edward Furlong, and Arnold start chasing her. Um, so she shoots at Miles. She like shoots up as com- she misses with one shot because his kid hits it, hits him in the. F- it's actually really well set up. The mm-hmm. kid playing with a remote control car so that Miles ducks down at the last second breaks his monitor and then she just goes full auto and just shoots his office to smithereens. It's very, uh, what was the Tom Cruise movie? Minority report? Uh, maybe. Where like 
they would they would arrest you for crimes you were going to commit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he hasn't done it yet. Like right. Let's talk. That's why to she him. can't. Th- that's well. That's why she can't kill him. Like she she thinks she's like Miss Hardened Soldier, and then when it comes time to do this thing, which is kill somebody for something they haven't done yet, she can't do it. Like I think mm-hmm. that that's the weight of this. It's exactly what happens. Is she's like. She's crying and stuff. It's just like, I, yeah. I thought I could do this and I obviously can't. This well, is a real person. As they're driving there, Arnold is like, killing this one person could literally prevent everything. Right. right. And then uh, Furlong is like, you can't kill people. And I'm like, yeah, yes. In the real world, correct. However, yeah. in this movie world, yeah, one yeah. person dead to save three plus billion lives. Yeah. But also, like, when they talk to him, he immediately is like, you're right, we have to stop this. So mm-hmm. it's like, if, if, that, if maybe you talk to him first, and if he's like, fuck yeah. you, then you shoot him. Exactly. But in this world, it's like, he, he like, you know, it, it, this scene is great. Where, yeah, I love the John hand. Connor. He's like, show them. And then he's like, come on, little buddy, show me your room. I want to see your toys. And then Arnold cuts his skin off and stuff. And then he uh, he wears the glove through the rest of the movie, which is like, that, so oh. they don't have to worry about it. They have him put that. the glove on. Yeah, I, it's like immediately after he's got a glove on and it's just like, all right, we're just not going to bother. Like the continuity of this would be insane. So just you're going to wear this glove. It's also weird that only three billion people died because isn't the total Earth population like six plus? Or is it's that now? Six billion, it's six billion now, but I don't know. I don't know what it was in. I don't know what it was in 1992. I imagine it was like more like four. Gotcha. Okay, because I was like half seems like not enough for judgment. Yeah, day. it would be half now, but I don't think. I think it was way more than half then. I think population growth is pretty exponential, so it might have been higher. That it might have been like it might have been close to three, three or four then, and now it's six. You know, gotcha. I mean? It's 30 years later, so. And then there's this weird feminist monologue that gets yeah. thrown in there. And, and I was John's like, like rolling his eyes at it too, which is like, I've heard this before. And I'm just like, what, what is, what am I supposed to take out of yeah, this? That's exactly like Jimmy, Jimmy cams. What, yeah. what do you want me to get out of this? Cause the guy is talking about like, you know, we were creating all this stuff. We'd never thought of blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, you want to talk about creation, try carrying a human life for nine months. And I was yeah. like, huh? Yeah, and it's like I don't necessarily disagree with her point, but also I don't see how it's relevant to the discussion we're currently having. Yeah, I'm having. like, <laughs> yes, it is a fully interesting, valid point, but kind of out of left field at this point right. in this movie. Yeah, I kind of want Miles Dyson to be like, okay, so what would you like me to do? Like, have a do quick I baby? Fuck or? the metal arm? Like, yeah, what? exactly. So they go to destroy the. They have to destroy the lab. Yeah, they break in, they get through security. We kind of talked about this already. John starts doing some hacking, and then all of the police arrive. <laughs> well, so th- this is what confuses me. They The silent alarm gets tripped, so they can't get into the vault to get the key to open the like big vault. Mm-hmm. And I was like, isn't Arnold a Terminator? Like, yes. Can't he rip it off the wall and open it up? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no way that even the this like shitty early-gen Terminator... From forty years into the future, is 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 weaker than our safe, right? Nineteen ninety two, or again, let him do R two D two with his thumb. Like, take that glove off, put your thumb in there, and then beep boop boop, and open it up. It's yeah, fine. but that was a but that they no because they would use that in T three, and it's stupid. Okay, well, at this point, we didn't know that would exist, so. 
Uh, I love the, you know, John's like, the cops are here. How many? All of them. And Arnold's like, I'll take care of them. And he goes with the minigun and the grenade launcher and he starts just like decimating all the cars. He's blowing stuff up. He's, you know, this fully would have killed someone. Absolutely. Oh, 100% there's a casualty here at minimum. But I love that he scans and it's like casualties 0.0. I'm like, well, what's a tenth of a casualty? Is that <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The is that a looks, hand? Does an arm get blown off? Right, right, right. And it's is like, that a fifth? Is that what you calculate? Like, how does, you know, you got four arms and a head and a torso. Like, how do you get to 10%? What's 10%? Yeah, so it's the, all the police show up to protect the corporation because. Of course they do. Because of course. Yeah. Also, have you seen, fuck, Elon Musk did not learn from this movie. Because he, he, did you hear that announcement a few months ago about yeah, that he, robot? Yeah, that, everything he does is basically Cyberdyne. That they assure you won't get, yeah. it's like, it, it's, it can, it's, it's, what is it? It's, it, it's too, you could easily knock it over. They're like, something about it, they're like, yeah. don't worry, it yeah. won't be heavier than a hundred pounds, so you can easily knock it over. And I was like, you shouldn't have to say that in yeah. your press release. That's not comforting. It's going to kill me. Uh, so the cops burst in. They kill Miles Dyson. Like you said, he gets a really raw deal. But I like that. The, that like, well, he doesn't. No, he kills himself. No, Miles dies. And then he drops the thing. No, no. He, they leave and he lets it go. Miles dies and then he lets it go. That's what that. No. The, he, yes, my dude. The, the symbolism is he's holding it over that so that when his heart stops, his hand will fall because he stopped. I thought breathing. he just couldn't hold it anymore. No, he's 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 like, I can I can let you get away, but I'm dying. And he's like, because he, he's doing that breath thing of like, <gasps> and then he stops breathing and then he falls. I didn't realize that was him dying. I thought he just couldn't hold it up anymore. No, the cops shoot him like nine times with a machine gun and he gets you know, squibbed to death. And so he's that's when they come to talk to him. Because like, he I'm, says, I don't know how much longer I can hold this up. And he's like yeah. holding the thing over the detonator. Yeah. So he's basically like, I'm using my dying breaths to, to make sure that people can get safe, but I'm destroying this thing. Yeah, he deserves better. He does, but he at least gets to go out as like the hero here. And yeah, that's hopefully fair. paid a lot by the Dyson family. Because mm-hmm. like, no, from, not by I, the Dyson. By the, the sorry, the Cyberdyne Corporation, but like that's the by, thing by Jacob Cyberdyne. Yes, yes, Jacob Cy- Elon Cyberdyne. Um, <laughs> uh, but the the other thing too is like to say that he got kidnapped. Him like letting the cops go free like cr- helps. Cr- I think would help corroborate that story. They're like he, you know, he was dying and he made sure that we didn't get killed. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I think there's a nice payout for the Dyson family at least. I would hope so. Uh, so this this is this sets up the second finale of the movie. The T one thousand gets into a helicopter. Sorry for bullying you, but just now, by the way, for that commenter, I, since I just bullied you into oh. saying that Miles that, that was his death rattle. It was very important. No, it, it makes sense. I just didn't. Yeah. Re- I didn't. Yeah. Well, I was bullying. I didn't take you, so it as actual death. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the the T one thousand like liquid metal Alex Max into a into the. Uh, <laughs> into the helicopter. the helicopter and then get out and the guy leaps and which is pretty mm-hmm. great uh so he, has, we get this, he grows extra arms yes that, that's what it's one of those things you don't notice until you're maybe your second watch for most people but he's he's got he's got a full goro he's got like four arms going yeah and i i love that arnold's like sort of watching linda hamilton have a she's he's in a helicopter there in the police van she like stacks a bunch of bulletproof vests over john and then over the back of the door to protect herself she's trying to shoot down the helicopter and eventually arnold kind of looks back and he's like oh i'm just gonna hit the brakes and the helicopter crashes into the truck yeah this is another one that like i wish this was a thing i could have experienced on a ride of the helicopter like 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess we forgot to say they get the police van because Arnold and uh, Linda and John get trapped by cops who are tear gassing them. And Arnold just like cripples 12 cops. He shoots them yep. all in the knee. And then there's a hilarious scene where he like drives in to the he goes and gets the van and he drives in to pick up Linda and John. And uh, they're all like holding each other and doing like a put like a three legged race with their limbs like, <laughs> to get out of there, which is just delightfully stupid. But I, it's great. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're on the highway, big crashes, then we get into second vehicles, like we each get a second vehicle, <laughs> one is a, well, this is very video gamey, it's like, boss battle, stage two, and so he's in the liquid nitrogen truck, they're in like a tiny house on wheels, it looks like. It's. I think it's a chicken coop? It does kind of look like a chicken coop, I couldn't tell if there was a bed back there, but I thought there was I maybe a bed back there. But yeah, this, uh, they this, drive to a spark factory. That's right. Our favorite, our favorite climactic place. Uh, and then this is the, although one I will parts. say this one clearly is, looks more like an, like an iron smelt. It's, it's, than, a, it's, it's truly is a steel factory. It says that at the, at the entrance. Yeah. But it's because normally it's just literally a spark factory, but this one, there's actually the, the, the goopy liquid metal. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he Arnold shoots the tr- the truck jackknives and he like disables the truck and he does. There's a really cool. It's very CGI, but it looks like a real person was involved. But maybe the film was sped up, but they like ride the truck sideways as it crashes and then jump off the truck and roll away. Oh, yeah. I think it's a sped up. It looks. Yeah, it looks like that unnatural. Um, I think it's FPS. sped up to cover the fact that it's a dummy is my guess. Oh, maybe. I, I thought it was. I thought it was sped up to cover the fact that it was a person doing the safe version of this. Yeah, it could either or, either or. But the truck breaks and it spills all the liquid nitrogen, and the T one thousand is like slowly freezing, which looks so awesome. His like it's leg amazing. breaking off, yeah, and then the arm breaking off. But stupid Arnold shoots him, and he starts melting back together. I'm like, just leave him there. It's done. Solid ice takes forever to melt. Yeah, yeah. Little bits and pieces are gonna melt real fast. Yeah. So this is this final action sequence. I think is a little too long. Um, honestly, like. Yeah. For the, from the liquid metal part, which is amazing, to like the pool of mercury, to like the final bit is like five minutes too long for me. But I mean, mostly pretty good stuff. There's a nice hand to hand scene with Arnold and the T1000. Kind of has some he does cool he stuff. does the great re- body reversal where he like yes. he he face plants into a wall and then his face grows out the back of his head and his body just like morphs backwards yeah i'm not explaining it well at all but it is amazing to look he at. basically like turns inside out to face the other direction because he's made yeah. liquid metal yeah it's cool that that's that rules obviously super cool um i love the bit with arnold like his arm gets he gets 127 hours and his arm goes <laughs> goes off and then he's fighting with one arm and then the thing you know the t-1000 stabs him through and you think he's dead but there's it's like rerouting auxiliary powder power and he pulls the thing out of himself with the final grenade and comes your deus ex machina literally to save the day. Uh, Uh, But so the Linda puts John on a conveyor belt and then the T-1000 stabs her and it's like, tells her to call him. And I was like, yeah, you can do voices. Yes. Why do you need her to do anything? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Cause later he just does it himself anyway. So it's like, why Mm -hmm. didn't you just kill her immediately? It makes no sense. Um, We got that great practical slice. Yes. There's three really good T-1000 things here where, like, he splits and it's sort of like something from The Thing with a lot of, like, (gasps) noises and stuff. Sorry for anyone listening to this with headphones. R.I.P. headphone users. I'm so sorry. Uh, But it's it sounds cool as hell. The one thing I was like, oh, I'm surprised this isn't it is 
he's like kind of he's split and kind of like stumbling at the thing. And I first, even now having seen the movie, knowing how it ends, I was like, huh, I'm surprised Linda Hamilton didn't tackle him here. Yeah. And you like think go she into would the have. pit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad she didn't, but it's like, I really kind of expected that to be what it was. Yeah. Or Arnold. Honestly, this whole scene at the end with like the crying and stuff is like, like I get it's, it. But it's fine. On. It's fine. But it's like if Arnold had dove in and saved them both and then given the thumbs up as he like went under, I would have been fine with it. I agree. Uh, but it's uh, fine. It's a little bit of Lynn Hamilton's okay. twin gets some work. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The T-1000 mimics her and, and, and then John, you know, has to get out of the way as she shoots him with the gun. The T-1000, not John. For some reason in my head, I remember that scene having a like choice element to it. Yes. Like John had to choose who Which was mom. Yeah. But it does not at all. Linda no, <laughs> Hamilton no. just shoots her. Yeah, he knows exactly which one is his mom because it's the one holding the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, John is so hard up for a father figure that this robot he spent 48 hours with is like the closest thing he's ever had to one. So he's crying. <sighs> and we get the I also know now real why quick before we, before we before we wrap it up. Um, why is it always that weird straw sucking noise for shape shifting in movies? I do not know. It's it really is, weird. It's this literally the same sound that they use for Mystique. That's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, know exactly I like what you're it. Talking it's about. fine. But like, it's why weird. is that the universal shape shifting sound? Yeah. I also think that's the worst digital effect in this movie where they all do the, the people like thrashing around in the water as the T-1000 melts. Oh, that, but I know I'm mean, any, and the, it's the sort of if they use it sound for any time he like generally shifts. It's yes. not necessarily yeah, yeah. just no, like I know in exactly the, what in the pool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I thought uh, for the first time ever, I thought about the fact that like all of these actors and actresses who like shot for some period of days, they were like, We also need you to come in and get in this tank of water and thrash around so we can use it for the end of the movie. We're gonna is, light it red. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna I put some thought, milk in this water and we're uh-huh. gonna light it red orange. Yeah, yeah. But I just, it's like, okay, uh, great. Now we need you to come back on Thursday and get in the milk puddle and splash around. Okay. There's great. probably, it was probably chunky too. So it would have, uh-huh, uh-huh, just got, uh-huh. so it, it was probably like corn, corn, corn syrup, cottage cheese yeah, and uh-huh. water. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought about that. It was like for the first time ever, like a half a dozen people have to flop around at this crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Arnold tells John, he understands why humans cry now. And then he ha- has to have Linda lower him in because he can't self-terminate. And he goes down, gives the big thumbs up and, you know, chung, 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 chung. Which you told me before is uh, that Apparently sound- is a, 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 a cast iron skillet. Which is awesome. I just love that. Detail. Allegedly. I, I, I think that's what Wikipedia, uh, what IMDb told me. Yeah. In any case, it's it's awesome. Um, a great little tidbit. But yeah, so that's Terminator 2, a really wonderful movie that you should totally watch it's if you have It's very solid. Yeah, I, do, I don't love it the way I did when I was 12, but like you don't love anything the way you do when you're 12, when you're 35 or about to yeah. be. So it's a great movie. It's a real, like I said, it's a real delineating like, oh, we're in the 90s. The the game has changed. Here is the incredible Firmly work we in the can 90s. do now. Yeah, but really a wonderful movie overall. Great performances. Everybody's performance is peak and also this movie is tailored for everyone's individual abilities so it's like you Mm -hmm. get the most out of everybody just really really wonderful stuff um thank you so much for uh is that your final thoughts you recommend it's great sounds like i meant to cut i recommend yeah same for me strong recommend it's a long movie but it's a long movie that doesn't that's my only complaint it is yeah it could be easily two hours yeah and i would be fine I think the last fight sequence is a little too long, but mostly I think this movie moves pretty aggressively. Pretty good clip. Um, 
So this was favorites February, and honestly, next month is kind of the same. Uh, more favorites for us, or at least one of these is a is a dual favorite of ours. I think the other movie we're going to do it will be a favorite of yours as well. We'll find out. Uh, yeah. Um, so we will be back in uh, two weeks with our next movie. But first, let me tell you to go rate and review the show if you haven't. It only takes a minute, and we read them on the air. If you do it anywhere but iTunes, you can send it to us at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. We'd love to read your review. We haven't gotten one in months. So if you're out there listening you haven't reviewed the show, please go review the show. Uh, and also tell two friends about it if you like it, because that's the best way to learn about new stuff. We're on Twitter at Dissect the 80s. We'd love to talk to you there. And we're on Facebook at Dice, er, uh, just Dissecting the 80s, not at. Uh, so check us out there. Listener, rec- Listener Request Month is right around the corner. Keep an ear out and an eye on the social media channels. We'll be posting details there probably at the beginning of March. Uh, the first episode in March comes out March 7th. So it it'll, might be on social media before then. So keep an eye out there. Uh, it'll be up there soon. Um, and uh, next month... Our first episode in March will be a movie we both hold near and dear, Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you think you can tell, I think the movie that goes with it is a great partner double feature. If you think you know what it is, send a tweet and see if you got it. And I'll, I'll uh, if someone gets it, I'll, I'll reveal it early. So oh, that's my <laughs> little teaser. Nobody on Patreon. Uh, if you want to know really badly, you can sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s because we give you several episodes in advance to help you plan and watch stuff. So thank you so much for listening to the show. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.